Hey, 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 welcome out to channel14.com's Bodega Nights. I'm Jao. I'm Paolo. And this is Martin. And I missed you guys. I miss you too, man. Oh. It's been a freaking while since we had this, by one the way. Year, one year or two. Gosh, it feels uh, more like five. No, it feels like, yeah, almost a year. The last episode, we were talking about your uh, law school friends and that <laughs> night with Norm. Oh, wow. That, that was... That was the last episode, dude. I like think we were, so. W- I, when we were talking about that, like Barney, that Barney Purple evening. No, 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 uh, no. Wow, the it, evening that we do not speak about. Yes. Re- really, this feels ancient to me. Um, this feels ancient. If you haven't general. heard about that episode, do yourself a favor and don't, don't check that. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. By the way, Martin, I have to because thank I you. have respect for my friends. Yeah, Martin, I have to thank you and Migs for restarting Third World Gaming, man. Uh, thank you to Migs if you're listening right now, which he isn't. What, dude? If you, you should, go- you should. <laughs> if you guys can keep this up for at least like once a month, you're already doing more for Third World Gaming than I could ever do in my cur- you do in my in current his state. career as a podcaster. Well, my my career as an internet as an internet talking head. Aw, thanks, pal. But we're just doing the best we can to give you guys some third world gaming goodness, featuring Critical Index. Anyway, what? Actually, what? It's so like professional. Actually, what? Yeah. What is Critical Index? Well, CriticalIndex.net is a site oh, that .net. Migs has made, and we see well. We could see that channel14.com is a good avenue for us to have a podcast talking about gaming and finances. Right. That's why it is a two-way relationship. So on behalf of Critical Index, we would like to thank channel14.com for hosting Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index. And now let's let's just be more (laughs) free-flowing. This is Bodega Nights. Okay. (laughs) um, As far as I understand Critical Index... It is our buddy Onorico using uh, using his expertise as a what does he do? He he he's uh, a fund manager or something. Yeah, fund manager, stocks analyst. Yeah, yeah. so he well, I, like I, I know that he is a fund manager by profession, and that it, and and that necessarily involves like playing the stocks. Yes, sir. Right? So uh, he is taking all of that knowledge and applying it to. Uh, analysis of the video game industry as a as a whole, like that's how we understand what he's trying to do with Critical Index. Yes, sir. So just think of it as like if you thought games were nerdy and you thought uh, deep knowledge of the stock market is nerdy, you put them together and you get like the work, the life's work of Juan Miguel Onorico Lopez. Damn, just said the whole name, huh? <laughs> we just called him Migs. <laughs> I don't know, it's like an introduction to the internet, right? Like, uh, Nice. But yeah, guys, um, you can check out Third World Gaming at this site and also check out criticalindex.net for more Honorico. Yeah. I, I also write sometimes, just saying. Right. So Third World Gaming. Jal, how was your day? How are you recently? Uh, yeah, I've been pretty good, man. Uh, my, my career as an educator, as a, as, a, as a pedagogue, as a polluter of young minds is in full swing. I see. I heard there are a couple of fans of my show. <laughs> Do we have to give them a shout out? I'd rather not. They know who they are. You know who you are, kids. You have questionable taste in listening to my <laughs> podcast. I can refer you to more local podcasts, but they're more into politics most of the time. So stick to Jobber Talk. That's all I can say. Stick to Jobber Talk. <laughs> uh, what's it? Uh, in In education or, well... What what we used to call projects in projects, like high school and eh? college, we okay. we now call them performance tasks, which are supposed to replicate uh, what you do in the quote real world. So like every project now begins with uh, you are a I don't know like data analyst for blah blah blah, and you're supposed to do this. What I had my kids do for their performance task was a bunch of podcasts on a social issue. In Philippine culture, society, or politics, and some of them were really good. Dear God, others not so much. You're a sadist, Jao. What, what, on on what? current events, seriously? Yeah, you podcast on current events. Yeah. Well, technically, what? he's not the one podcasting. It's, <laughs> I was forcing them to it podcast. Was the, it was like the, it's the students <laughs> who needed to do it for the for the grades. 
But hey, at least look at it this way. It's less torture. It's them talking about it, not listening about it in a podcast. So good on you, Jav. <laughs> Speaking of current events, man, freaking most Moka Uso running for senator. Oh, this is where I have to mute myself. Go, pal. Huh? What do you mean mute myself? I don't, I mean, I mean like, why? Why mute myself? I mean, I'm not you and you're not me. It's like, how am I supposed to know some of, some of this info? It's like, this get, is, it's like I've been focusing on a lot of other things, so I haven't really kept up with a lot of the, uh, with a lot of the stuff. Right. So Moka Uson is a very, shall we say, divisive, how do we, a very divisive personality in Philippine politics. Um, she is running for senator and it is making me like rethink my, how do we put this? It is making me rethink my conviction to fully support the Philippine constitution as it exists right now. Because like, I like the idea of having a bicameral uh, legislative branch where you have the lower house, which has like 200 to 300 odd, well, 250 plus plus uh, odd like representatives and they're supposed to like represent an entire swath of Philippine society. So that's where you have your actors and you have your children of politicians and the occasional like lawyer, the boxer at one point in time. Uh, and you know, this is supposed to like represent the people of the Philippines. And then you have the upper house, which is, well, in my opinion, which should be the more, shall we say, educated uh, part of the lawmaking body. Actually, because you, there are only 24 of them. Yeah, actually, can you answer me a question? Answer me a question. I will I, try my best. That, that I've been honestly confused about. Okay. About, you know, about the, about the Senate. Uh-huh. I've, been, I've been legitimately confused about this because, because of what I, because of what I know about the Senate. Okay. Like here compared to like the Senate in certain other places. The United States, yeah. Why <laughs> is like, well, not just the US, but in other places, period. Okay. Why is the, why is the Senate of our country not representative of like regions or provinces? Because that is what the House of Representatives is for. The Senate is supposed to represent the country as a whole. So if we look at the legislative branch of government, it is divided into two houses. Lower and the lower and the upper house. The lower house being the House of Representatives, which represents, uh, individual like geographical locations. So we have our representative for the North District in Cebu. We have a representative for our Cebu City, the representative for the South District of Cebu City, first district, second district, etc., etc. And the upper house or the Senate is supposed to be representing the entire country in terms of uh, writing our laws. Okay, I'm so just, they are a check to each other. So I know. Like, I'm just. I don't know. It just kind of confused me that about the, you know that about that kind of difference between the the House of Representatives and the Senate. Oh, um, is, is the Senate in the in the United States? It's, uh, it's per state. It's per state. It's per yeah. it's per state. But if I am correct, there's like two Senate seats per state. Uh, depends okay. on the state, I guess. I know that uh, some of that uh, generally the bigger states have like two Senate seats, mm-hmm. but by the bigger states, I mean at least half of the states in the U.S. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't know because like I'm not that familiar with the way uh, the way the U.S. government is structured. But speaking for us, the House of Representatives is representative of the individual legislative districts. They're called. And our Senate is meant to represent the entire country. And so I suppose that's the answer to your question. And okay. yeah, as an aside, since I think I can talk about this. Since you this, took up political science in college, huh? Yes, but <laughs> this is not an opinion-based thing. And this is nonpartisan anyway, what I'll be saying. Um, yeah, even a government drone could be confused. Like say, oh, uh, we need you to go to the Senate. Isn't that the one in QC? No, that's the House of Representatives. Um, basically speaking, uh, sometimes it's hard to differentiate where we have to go. Right, right. So like, oh, budget hearing. Ah, so the Senate? No, House of Representatives. That's House of Representatives because... Oh, it's so far. It's so no, the, 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 the way the budget, the way the budget yeah. works is it begins with the DBM and then, it is, and then it is passed over to the House of Representatives because uh, somewhere in our constitution it says that all uh, revenue bills, etc., etc. It starts like, there. It, it has to come from yeah. the House of Representatives and not the Senate. Before it goes to 
to the Senate, the right? Step. Because when yeah. when we when we talk about legislation, it can come from either house, right? So let's just say that a senator wants to pass a law that says that we cannot have pineapples on pizza. <gasps> Uh, or if, if anybody wants to do why that, why would right you then? not? Why would you want to prevent people from having pineapples and pizza? I never uh, understood. I never understood the sentiment because I let because because pineapples and pizza are delightful. This is coming from a guy who just had pineapples on pizza on, with Oreos. Uh, l- let's just be clear when when we have this uh, when we talk about the Oreo pizza. Let us be clear that the Oreo pizza in uh, Alberto's. Does not have the filling. It is just the cookie part. Yeah, the cookie part. So nice. they don't, they they don't, you know, crush up the entire thing. They just take out the cookie part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just cookies. So what happens to the filling? I don't know. I, I get this feeling that it was the like one of the. There is there there is a word for a person that makes pizza. It isn't like a pizza chef. It isn't a chef. Like I have a I have a friend that does that for a living. A pizzeria man. Yeah, a pizzeria dude or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a dude named Mars. I'm like, Mars, you're a pizza chef? And then he looks at me. He's like, that's not what it's called, man. <laughs> so it's not like a patisserie or something? I, I, I do not remember what is it he is. A, is he a proud liquid pizza chef? Liquid, liquid pizza? Like most of the people in Facebook. Dude, this is- they're not only chefs, but they're proud. <laughs> like, like liquid pizza that's crusty crab do we live in like the th- like in the year 3000 already yeah but go on um the the like the law on pizza pineapple on pizza yeah it, if if there uh any law so say there is a law that uh there is somebody wants there to be a law where you're not allowed to put pineapples on pizza tremendously unconstitutional <laughs> but let's just say that that is a law that wants to, or that, that is going to be passed, right? It can start in either house of the legislature, in either house of Congress, right? So a senator can propose the law. Um, it is gone through, uh, it goes through the process in the Senate, so like three readings. And then it, uh, and then it is thrown over to the House of Representatives where they do their three readings. And yeah. then yeah. if there are differences, changes, they come up with a, they, they, the they form a bicameral committee, etc. Uh, or it can start from the House of Representatives and the entire process happens in reverse. But when it comes to laws of uh, local application and lo- laws involving uh, revenue, taxes, these all have to come from the House of Representatives. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the reasoning for it is, but mm-hmm. there we go. But they they know the local they, they know the locality better. Ah. I, I I don't I don't agree with that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when it comes to because when it comes to coming up with the the, the national budget, that has the the, the general appropriations act comes yeah, from from the con- yeah well jurisprudence fine. Yeah, jurisprudence. But agree, the, the the general appropriation act comes from the House of Representatives because it is a revenue bill. It has to come from the House of Representatives, but it is, uh, it is of national application. So I don't quite buy the argument that, um, that members of the House of Representatives have uh, local knowledge and therefore they would be better at coming up with a general appropriations act. Here's one reason. They have also a good budget, like the park barrel, I guess, but also senators have that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, though their numbers vary. How many senators do we have in the country? Twenty-four. How many representatives do we have? Uh, no more than one hundred fifty, at or at or as may be provided for by law. So right now it's like two hundred and ninety-seven. No. Maybe imagine those two hundred plus with all that money. Yeah, and you are someone who wants to use a portion of the GAA for next fiscal year. Right. Who are you gonna cozy up to first, House of Rep or Senators? House of Rep. So here's where the next story happens. Like, well, I guess I can say this. Um, I know some guy who has to pass we a certain law, him. a a certain political person wanting to do this law, wants to push hard for this budget, right. which will be very beneficial to part of his office in this department. So who does he go first? He does have a couple of senators on the side who he's very chummy with right. but he plays harder with the house of rep because they have a bigger pull in the yeah. whole budget hearings in the gaa for the dbm of course and because so it emanates from, from the, the house, of, house rep. of rep 
So basically, to the future lawmakers in this land, or future people who want to have a stake at our national budget, I guess the tip here is talk to the DBM. You can talk to the DBM first, <laughs> fine. But remember, you have more congressmen than senators. So if you want more talking heads on your side, go butter up some congressmen. But you did not hear this from me. <laughs> but it has worked. I can tell you it has worked. And certain people have more budget now. And certain meetings abroad are more well represented thanks to some application of being friendlier to certain people. And, some... and that is local politics in the Philippines. And I, I thought you were gonna. I, I thought you were going to bring in um, the indigenous people and the uh, and the Commission on Human Rights. Oh no, I can't. I, I can't do that. Remember, my my job is on the line, okay. so I can only make a certain example, and this is very broad. Yeah, yeah. Because almost every office in a <laughs> Government institution is doing this. Right. Uh, actually, let's let's be clear. When it comes to uh, uh, vocabulary, when we speak about the Congress, that is referring to the Congress as a whole. So that is included inclusive of the House of Representatives and, and the uh, Senate. Oh yeah. So it's like the Congress of the Philippines shall be comprised of um, the Senate and the House of Representatives. It's the legislative. Um, the, the legislative the branch. branch. So it's a it's it's kind of a it's kind of a misnomer when we call oh, members yeah. of the House of Representatives congressmen as opposed to senators, senators. Uh, as opposed to or in not not as opposed to. But uh, as the counterpart in the lower house to senators, because congressmen refers to or congresspeople, if we're going to be uh, PC about it, yeah. members of Congress uh, refer to the, uh, the 300 or so that we have sitting there, inclusive of the House of Represent members of the House and senators. Although it is easier to say congressmen to refer to members of the House of Representatives. Yeah. So, and I don't know. The House of Representatives is unfortunately located in QC while the Senate building is located in Pasay. So it could yeah. be a bitch to go to both of them after one meeting from the other place. Especially giving us the Manila traffic situation on oh, a weekday. How's the how's the Manila traffic? <laughs> not bad. Not good. <laughs> not bad. Did it Oh, I think I can talk about this. Uh one part of a MRT train got derailed uh, got detached. <laughs> Wait. At least, like the the story I read was about that lady who that lady oh. who had her arm like ripped off or something. Oh yeah, that happened the day before. The, right, like mind the gap. The day after, uh, I, th I I saw an image. I wasn't sure if it was real, of like uh, an, an, an a train or one of the one of the trains coming head on. No, that's like, that's photoshopped. But what was the? This plate got detached from the main train. One car of the. Oh, okay. That's not that. So that's all right. Talk about a detachment on two succeed two straight days. <laughs> Burn. Did, did you read about that, Pa? Uh, the, the guy who or the the lady whose arm got ripped off because she didn't mind the gap. I heard about it. Well, she fainted. Yeah. But yeah. like. Is she is is she still in the in the land of the living? Yeah, yeah. Um, they. Thankfully, a lady who was there is also a nursing, a, a medical person. So they quickly reattached the arm now. But the person who had her arm reattached still needs help, still in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, that's going to take a while. That was, a couple a while. Of, that was a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's recent, so we wish her a speedy recovery. Thank God no one lost, lit at least anything, it wasn't lost. Anything more than what was... Yeah. yeah. Anything more than what was lost. Okay. So now um, we have an MRT bingo. Detached limb, uh, diaper on the line, uh, detached <laughs> car. Maybe the next one is flying car. Dude, I wouldn't mind having like a flying car. No, it's in a flying car that the That's train just, just <laughs> you know, yeah, just there's flip a over. like a train flip. Yeah, the image of flying of a flying car I have in my mind is one that doesn't you know land suddenly and well doing so while on fire. As a person who leaves work and uses the MRT, it has yet to have happened to me that something bad has happened. Right. Usually, 
it's before I enter the car. It's like, oh, uh, the train's not, the train line's not moving from Taft to here northbound. Okay, screw it. I'm taking the bus now. Bye. Is the MRT because the MRT was a, uh, it was a product of uh, public private partnerships, right? Uh, the Japan uh, Philippines thing back in 2000. Or yeah, 2000s. yeah. Uh, would you happen to know what the term was? Like how long? Uh, really. Because it was a build, operate, transfer. If I under, if, if I remember it correctly, the uh some uh, foreign investor, somebody in the private sector builds it, operates it for a little while, and transfers it to the government. Yeah. Um, I want like like something that I'm curious about is uh, how long it is before the transfer is supposed to happen, or has the transfer happened already? I think it has happened already because it's DOTR that's already manning the thing. Like, and then they just need contractors or bidders for the maintenance. And I think they just took out Busan as the maintenance provider. So uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe it's going to be worse now because there's no more maintenance people. Mm, all right. I, I wouldn't know. Um, this is coming from a guy who takes the MRT. Doesn't know how screwed I am every time I enter a MRT. I was, because uh, because I I do remember when the MRT was fairly new, it and was pretty good. That was really good, right? Uh, I I would ride it quite often, Me but too. then towards the end of my stay in Manila, there like it started to suck, yeah, <laughs> like um, really bad. <laughs> I'm just taking the MRT because when I leave early from work, I just want to go back to Mandaluyong immediately. Yeah, yeah. Before f- five or six. Uh-huh. But if I don't give a dish about like where I'm going, I just take the bus and just take a nap there. <laughs> All right, <laughs> which is gonna take an hour. Anyway, like, like like Norm style, where he just falls asleep on the bus. Yeah, not to be confused with Norm. Oh, I'm not gonna say the name. I'm sorry, Chow. Why? I I heard there was like some sort of drama going on. Um, excuse Tell me. Tell me about it. That's um, why I'm here, uh, Chow. Uh, what? <laughs> what happened? I mean. What happened? Yeah, what what happened with uh what happened with the whole norm thing? Well, um, that's why I'm here to ask. Uh, that's why I'm here to ask you guys. Remember, um, I gave you <laughs> the audio. Yes, what? And then on Saturday, you guys uploaded an extra three minutes at the start of the show using Norm's voice, saying that apparently my show has been given the cease and desist letter. Of using Norm that brand, yeah. So, Chow, um, care, care to tell me what that letter had and what did I do that merited that? My lawyers are telling me not to say it talk on about air. it, but I, we can say a certain part, right? Well, let me confer with my legal counsel first. Okay, I, I invoke my right against self-incrimination. Although it has a little bit to do with uh, the copyright to a song. But that was you, man. Unless... Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Sorry, just... <laughs> Dude, are you telling me they have ownership on that now? Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, that was probably AG. God. I just woke up one day and, like, I felt empty. This... But, hey, hey, look at it this way. At least it gave us money. Right? That's why we're, I'm cool with it. But, you know, next time, guys, before you upload the episode, instead of just texting me, Hey, Martin, just tell them to skip to the three-minute mark. And then they'll PM me and say, Hey, um, dude, why did they censor part of your speech? Did you say a bad word? Um, <laughs> I mean, even... He said the N-word. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, even Yellow Cab was censored. For some unknown uh, reason. Are you telling me uh, someone from Yellow Cab also felt pissed off at me for saying Yellow Cab? Or no, that's just a safety precaution, just in case they would. I think it's, it's the latter, I hope. I invoke my right against self-incrimination. Okay. It was probably, I, I, I still maintain that it was probably AG. I don't know. probably AG, yeah. Because he's lost his hashtag passion. Damn it, AG, you could have just texted me. I don't know what's, hap- I don't know what's happening, but it sounds scary. All I'm saying, or all we're saying, powers the big wigs at Channel 14, who's who are not here in this room, by the way, not here in this room. Are you sure they have a lot here? of explaining to do? Are you sure they're not here? They might be listening to you as we speak right now, man. We demand an explanation. My 
listenership of 10 people. 10 people. And a couple of wrestlers, I don't know how many they are. Some wrestlers. Demand to know. Wrestlers are people too. Yes, demand to know why I'm being censored at my own show. And I will not stop until I get justice from this this sponsor that censored me. I can't say the name of the sponsor anymore. Speaking of AG, ba. Okay. I think he's lost his hashtag passion. We miss you, AG. And it's okay. I forgive you for censoring my words, AG. AG, I'm more than... <laughs> AG, I just want to put this out here right now. I'm more than willing to indefinitely lend you my microphone. Basically, the blue ball he's using right now as we record this. There was a, there was a student... Because uh, well, some, something that I do at the something that I do um, with some of my classes or something I do oh, with my yeah. classes is uh, obviously at the beginning of the semester in order to well uh, at the beginning of the semester I have like an ask me anything type thing with the students right so it's like a Reddit in real life something like that where you know they ask me stuff like how old are you and I have to be truthful with them i have been 21 for the better part of a decade now okay and uh one of the questions that a student asked was why was the last episode of third world the next episode 123 and it has been oh my god can you ask him if he's the one emailing us about pod fading no that is uh that is not that is not that particular student okay but um the thing about Third World Linux is that Third World Linux is always has always been a show with AG Demesa and Jao Tianza. and like the what was it the the friendship is the primary thing of the episode, and the Linux is almost secondary. I so see. you, so the entire concept of that show is two, let's say, ill-informed plucky podcasters trying to navigate their way through the Linux landscape, right? In the third world. In the third world. That, that isn't like officially what our uh, show is supposed to be about, but that's what the show ended up becoming. And without AG, uh, shall we say, being participative, it is not the show that it ought to be. Damn. I mean, I, I totally get it, though. Like, he's married and stuff. So, like, just let him have his extended honeymoon. Okay, well... If you know what I mean. Yeah, but speaking of AJ and speaking of my show, I guess um, I, I just won't say the sponsor's name so I won't be in trouble and not use the apparently copyrighted material of that brand, which was your songs, right? I guess that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we won't be in trouble. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Just making sure because I don't want to be censored again in a future episode. Just saying, man. <laughs> it's freaky. It's free. Then insert like a... Yeah. No, never mind. Okay. Well, yeah, just want to make sure. That's why I'm here in Cebu aside from vacation. I'm here to save my show, Jao. <laughs> It's all I got, man. SMS. It's all I got. So how has your Cebu trip been so far? Well, I'm here to find the truth about my show. Okay? I'm not letting it go, man. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to know why, man. Dog, we're all friends here. Okay? And then all of a sudden, I was I had fever, man. I didn't get to listen to it until I got sick. I had fever, and then and I heard my voice being beeped out. Even grab Camus, man. What did Camus do to you guys, man? Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just like, I guess that guy needs a, the the brand might want to give me have me do a formal apology or something. I I wouldn't know. Likes. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I just need your advice on that. Well, let's have it off air. Have it off air. Yeah, not here. Yeah. Not where everyone can listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, I invoke my rat of self-discrimination as well. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you there's follow- nothing funny about invoking my right of self-discrimination. If you guys follow Philippine politics, you'll know why that is really funny. <laughs> no, I do not. Okay, I do not want to discriminate myself or... 
acriminate or acclimate myself. Incriminate, acclimate, acclimate. Uh, yes, I also invoke the right, right of self acclimatization. Acclimation. Okay. Are you acting like? Are you acting like somebody's pet lizard or something? I don't know. I, I'm just. Because guys, I, seriously, it's my show, and I feel violated. I got censored by my show. Hold on, I'll just cry in the other room. You guys, you guys got this. <laughs> So we just let him do his thing. I don't know. I think I'll give him like one sad squeak. How have you been? I've been I've been busy, and I'm also trying to get more exercise. But as far as I can tell right now, what my I guess my biggest problem is going to be is like my left wrist. Why? It still aches whenever I you know whenever I turn my hand into a flash shape with the palm facing upward. But like you've been going to the gym like daily, right? Well. Well, and you're one of those freaks that likes leg day. Yes, yes, I am one of those freaks that likes leg day because for some reason I like doing squats more than deadlifts. Okay, why? Like, that's actually a really dumb question, right? It's like a matter of taste. But then why don't you? No, why do you like leg day? Because it doesn't involve my wrists. Oh, but did you did you get um, that like injury on your wrist from like working out or from like playing Mobile Legends? Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I. I either think I got it from working out, or maybe it's because I worked out with you know any amount of weight bigger than like twenty pounds per hand, and I was wearing an armband on the hand that would end up fe- feeling the pain afterwards. So Ooh. either it's the, so it's either the amount of weight or the fact that I'm wearing an armband when I'm working out. Ooh, how long has it been going on? Uh, like how long has it been hurting? Because like my my wrist has been killing me as well, but it but then like I don't work out. How long has it been going on? I wow. think it's gone on for the past week, which is why I've only been able to go yesterday. So it's only been a week that you've been enjoying leg day. Yes. Well, well. Prior to that, I went on I went on I went on Saturday in the last week, and that one I was like trying out new exercises, and that strained out a whole bunch of muscles that I never felt before. The best though, like, like uh, when I was really into sports, like in college, and I was really into Arnis in high school. After doing all of the core exercises and stuff that you'd have to do, and like waking up the next day, feeling pain and muscles you never knew existed, it was like really good, like limping my way to class. Wait, you were limping your way to class? Yeah. Dang. Memories. Wait, you were limping your way to class, so it involved your legs. Leg day. <laughs> yes. Welcome back, Martin. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not crying. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We can, you know, help you fix you up by going going with an intense leg workout. <laughs> yeah. I, is that, that, that going to help my show? Okay, fine. I'm done. I'm done crying over my show. It's like a. Pr- I'll, it's I'll a- just work around this right now. Right. We got. I got this. Have you guys seen the Noli Metangere manga? No, no, but it looks... This is new to me. Is Literally that, new oh, to me. Oh, is that the one making rounds on Facebook? That, yeah. That's good. That's good anime look. It's, it's like Manga Jesus. Uh, who made it? No idea. I just like saw it and I was hoping that I could get some insight from you guys because... Um, uh, I'll take a look at it, but I'm just wondering if it was made by, by a local guy or a Japanese guy. Pretty okay. Is, is it one of those things where, like, if it is not made by somebody from Japan, we cannot call it manga? No, it's because no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that because because I know for because I know for a fact that, that there are some some mangakas that actually make manga based on like classical novels and whatnot. It's just you know, I'm just wondering if it was made by a Japanese guy or if it was made by a Filipino guy because literally, I'm just kind of curious. Ah. Well, there is also a Russian adaptation to Jose Rizal's Noli Metanghere. Uh, a few weeks back in APEC Vietnam, one of the APEC senior officials in Russia, Mr. Valery, someone who's also a big fan of the Philippine culture here, he went here two years ago. He wore a freaking barong. Yeah. So that's, this is a good adaptation. A manga, Noli Metanghere, and a Russian version of Noli Metanghere. Was it a Russian book or was it? Uh, no, it's a translation. Oh, it's a Noli translation. Full on translation. Yeah. And don't talk to me. Well, I, I don't know, man. Um, 
I I really do not like that book. <laughs> it's just Nolly Metangere. Like as a as a as a piece of literature, it isn't exactly uh good. Okay. Right? But as the un- impact of to Philippine history, there is still merit in your opinion? Well, yeah, I mean, okay. like, obviously there is merit <laughs> has lasted this long. But I I just wish that it wouldn't be held up as like one of the pinnacles of like what Philippine literature is because it was written by our national hero. Okay. Uh you've read it, right? We have to re- read it, man. Yeah, like it it isn't uh I still remember the first few chapters where uh, Padre Damaso had to portion off the chicken, chicken broth to him his table to uh Padre Salvi to this person to that person. Yeah, yeah, like but then when we uh when we took classes on creative writing or when we took classes on how to write. Yeah. It was important that everything that we wrote had a plot. Well, of course. And the plot involved some sort of conflict, a rising action, your uh your your climax, your denouement and like it had to follow this thing that looked vaguely like a a, a an anaconda that had eaten an elephant an or anaconda. or a hat if you guys Anac- get oh, the uh, yeah. would that would that be a boa constrictor eaten by an or an, an elephant eaten by a boa constrictor i i do not would remember. that be a cosine wave or or something or another kind of wave i i was making a little prince reference but yeah. if you want to be but if you want <laughs> to be that. Te- but if, if you want to talk math fine it is something that looks like a standard normal curve skewed to the right and his anaconda don't want none Right. Yes, so, so, on. so, so there. If you look at uh, skew to the right slightly, uh, but if you look at Noli Metanghere, the entire thing is nothing but an exposition to a story. And right at the very end is when you have any sort of rising action, falling action, um, well, rising action, climax, and falling action. Like yeah. of those, like three hundred odd pages in the English translation, and I would assume that in the original Spanish. Um, it follows much the it, it is much the same where you have the the first like four fifths of the book as nothing but exposition and this uh ten page like escalation climax and resolution and that is not good storytelling sounds like dostoevsky novel sorry yeah right reminds yeah. me of a dostoevsky Like yeah. crime and punishment. Mm. Uh, fine, wrong example. Like the idiot there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Prince Minsk. Prince Minsk. <laughs> But yeah, as when it comes to uh, when it, when it comes to the Noli Metangere as a piece of literature, it is not something that I think we should hold up as being well good. Okay. Right. I think it's because well. What do we teach to the kids about it more, the the structure of the the story or what Rizal was exposing during that time, like the civilization of the Philippines, civilization, uh, and how he depicts certain people, like the friars, the the ladies inside the church, churchgoer. Uh, maybe certain schools. I think there was a chapter about that. I remember that. Yeah, the Thomasites, yeah. the Athenians, etc. Right, right. I think it's because, as you said, four fifths is like a lull before well, it goes it is, rising. It is an exposition. It's more of exposition because it does an exposition on society. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why we teach that is to say, hey, this is how. Philippine society is during this time, or at least how our national hero depicted it in his sense, and it will be skewed a bit in the next year when you read El Filibusterismo, right? Where he makes Crisostomo Ibarra turn into Simon, and that kind of shift of his character also is the shift of the narrative of the tone of that. It, it seems it's, it seems like a, it is a shift in the point of. Uh, the point of, well, uh, a shift in the point of view that also shows a shift in his position. It's like, oh God, I sh- I think 
I gotta take back what I did in book one. Yeah, more or less. Basically, it's like a Justin Timberlake discography. <laughs> Remember the first album he had? It was about him just recently breaking up with Britney Spears. And uh-huh. now the next few albums, there were certain songs that said, okay, take this back. Okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a bad... It is like it is like the anti-Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's like I said Cry Me a River in the first book, but here, here's another song. <laughs> Literally yeah. has a title of another song. Hmm. I, I suppose, right, if... Uh, it shouldn't be taught in elementary school then. Or like... Yeah, that's why we teach it in high school. Or even in high school. I think it's okay because certain people won't appreciate we won't have time to read it during college. We have a class called Rizal. Yeah, and I didn't. we didn't have enough time to read those two books. Remember, we have more readings. The first Filipino alone. First Filipino was... And, well, if, if you look at... Um, if you look at Filipino class in high school... Yeah. Freaking when we were in Filipino class in high school, we had to read Decada Setenta. Which you is, did? Yeah, dude, we read Decada Setenta by... What's her name? I like the movie. Lulhati Bautista. Okay, because the one we read was Ibong Adarna, and afterwards was something else. Oh, wait, no. Was it Florante et Laura? Florante et Laura. Okay, and then... So imagine, those are the two first-year high school, first-year and second-year high school I have to to sit through, okay? And then we go to Noli and Elfili. Yeah. Let me tell you, that was a palate cleanser. <laughs> As much as you, we just hash on Noli Metanghere. Right. I would have rather read that than Florante Atara and uh, <laughs> Ibong Adarna. Even though I kind of am amused by both of them, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I don't like reading Tagalog poetry. I am uh-huh. having a harder time reading poetry than prose. Well, that's that's about right, though. Like, if you read, uh, po- if you read anything, no, and poetry is a lot time. harder to read. Yeah, in any language. So, I'm I was quite thankful for Noli and Elfili, honestly. <laughs> I remember that for high, like, like in high school, we had to read Decada Setenta and another another novel. Uh, I, it might have been, or was that in college? Na Manapo. No, no. <laughs> it's a film, right? Did you, you know, did, did you read Ang Tondoman May Langit din? No, that that sounds like an action movie. And uh, there's another book called Moog? No. Okay, because I remember reading all three of those at some point. Whoa. Um, How about you, Pao? Huh? It might have been in college or high school or a mixture of both. Okay, because I never took that in college. It might okay. be here in Cebu. A lot of these books. No, we went to university in Manila in the same university. No, no, for <laughs> high school. Oh, in high school, I, yeah. I never had this in college. Yeah, a lot of the books I'm hearing right now, besides Florenta, Laura, Ibong Natarna, and Nolimi Tangere, and El Filibos Tresmo, everything else that you've been talking about sounds new to me. Huh. Okay. So Did you read the first Filipino? Yeah, in, I've in UAP. I've heard about it, but no, I, I did not. I did not read it, and I don't think I stayed in you up long enough to ah. have taken it. Yeah, third year. So oh, third okay. Year. All right, yeah. Uh, wow, we're... That book is really good. Yeah. Oh, and remember, one of our uh, friends, Doc Jones, just made a play called Floret Road about Rizal. So, yeah, if you're in Manila and he has a play date on that one, you got to check it out. <coughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't, I haven't really been keeping up with the theater scene in uh, Manila, so... Yeah. Right. Talk about that off air, fat chance guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's something that I wanted to talk about, but I think there is. Um, how was my stay in Cebu after I kind yeah, of stormed off and cried like a little? Bit how was your show? stay in Cebu, man? Um, well, yeah, I'm so happy. Um, I got to eat steamed rice. I got to eat Alberto's pizza. I got to eat another pizza place, and just recently we just ate at Fat Cow. Dude. My God, that's awesome! Dude, that's the best burger in Cebu, like in my opinion. I gotta agree. <laughs> uh, what's it? The absolute quality. That, that mushroom burger that they have, the mushroom cheeseburger, is just really good. It was, and then you added the Angus patty. Oh yeah, there's that. Well, it's either that or this place called Burger Joint. I also really uh-huh. liked the Burger Joint. Oh, I think I walked through there yesterday. Burger Joint. Uh, it's near uh, near an Alberto's place. Yeah, yeah. Is the burger joint at the gallery? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I love that's burger. great. That's, it's it's great stuff, man. The burger joint is really good. That, I, I really like that that area, the gallery. Yeah, because it has the burger joint there. Um, also, but then they also have like this really nice little art shop. Yeah, that exactly. has all sorts of like calligraphy pens and stuff, and uh, and they have fairly cheap nibs as oh. well. Right now, can I disclose where we're recording? At the least the general direction. Condo. Yeah, what's up? Which is located at Marco Polo, where I was here a few hours ago to get malicious cookies at the Marco Polo Hotel. Nice. So yeah, uh, basically, missing the accomplished. Steamed rice, Alberto's pizza, Marco Polo malicious cookies. Yeah, let's just say I my bucket list is complete here in Cebu City. And now he gets to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you got dangit. As well. Yeah, for my grandparents, of course. I really love the smell of dangit. I'm, I'm one of those freaks. Like, oh, freaky. Mm. Like, one of those okay. people, like, like, I have people that really like the smell of something like, say, durian. Oh, like, dude, I like the smell of durian. Freak. Yeah. I like the smell of boad. What's that? Dried fish. Is, does that smell worse than dangit or what? Same thing. Same thing? Okay. okay. I don't know. I think it's smellier. It's the same thing. I guess it's probably only smellier because of when it's cooked. Oh, hold on a second. Jao? Yes, Martin. What grade of students are you teaching again? Second. Don't you mean seventh? Eleventh? Seven? One point first. (laughs) uh, I teach teach the eleventh, eleventh grade. Man, I remember Bach and his seventh. Seventh! Seventh! Another like classic episode of Benegonites that we can talk about. <laughs> oh, not the other one, the purple dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it, it was in that episode that <laughs> I discovered how hilar- like like how funny Ag's wife is, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, like how how funny uh, how funny she is. Because I was I was messing with Bok, right? And we were talking about like pants or something, right? Pantalon. Yeah, pantalon. And I was and I was telling that the etymology of pantalon is that during the colonial period, uh, people would use pants to jump, like instead of you know instead of using anything else, put on pants that way they could jump. So it's you know pantalon to to, to jump. Bok looks at me he's like seriously I'm like no and um. <laughs> and after like a, a little bit of a silence like you hear Hannah in the background like really quietly saying or it could be bread that jumps pan talon <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. never gonna forget that shout out to AJ and Hannah hope you guys are doing well we miss you guys in the podcast just saying speaking of people in the podcast hey even though it took me by surprise. I was happy we had a informal Radio Norm episode in my show. I miss Radio Norm. We should make Radio Norm episodes. Yeah. Norm, if you're listening, we want you to be on a webisode. Like, not just your voice, but also your face. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Just your voice. <laughs> Why do I get this feeling that if Norm showed his face, he'd have like, he'd, you know, there'd be this weird ominous aura around him. Yeah, no, um, fudge. But yeah, man, oh, God, one of the favorite episodes of Bodega Nights. So, Jow. Yes, Martin. Martin. Yeah, I'll just keep that in mind. Um, I'll just do the standard Channel 14 thing instead of saying certain words, like, I can't say I blog at this site, I say I blog for this popular, uh, Blog that talks about Metropolitan Manila. Yeah, or uh, or when I when you, I was still with reputable media company or large real estate developer. So can I call certain sponsor a spherical object that does not relate to our friend Norman? Sure. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Well, that kind of takes a lot to say, so I'll just I'll just not say the name. Sure. To yeah. be safe. Cool. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get it. I don't want this site to get in trouble. Sure. Right. Unless, of course, it's like one big ruse 
from some people here that I'm not even aware of. Like, but even then, you know, no trouble for Channel 14. Anyway, so yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, your, 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 your students. Yeah, yeah. 11th graders, not 7th or 2nd graders. Yeah, dude, 11th grade. 7th! Jesus, is Buck here? He might just pop out of a chair somewhere here. Yeah, this is getting creepy, Jal. So, where do we go from this part? Got lost. Donate on Patreon. Oh yeah, don't forget to have us to keep us here running in channel14.com. Help us unsuck oh, by dude, being been... a monthly sponsor. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> at patreon.com slash channel14. I think that's right. Was it follow us on Twitter at channel 14 TV? No, no, it's uh, at CH14. CH14. All letters, no numbers. We got a YouTube page where you can check out select episodes of Third World Linux, Bodega Nights. Nights, 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 nights. And select episodes of the Pulcher Award winning Radio Node. <laughs> the Pulcher Award? Yeah. Dude, we should make a, we should make an award. Called the Pulcher Award. Yeah, it's the, it's not the Pulcher Award. It's the Pulcher. The, not, not the Pulitzer or whatever. Just the Pulcher yeah, Award. The Pulcher Award. You can also check Dude. out other shows, like our past episodes of Bodega Nights. If you really want to hear nights, about nights. the purple dinosaur, go ahead. Yeah. Why we you? warned you. You may... Okay, we warned you about that episode, but go ahead. Dude, th- good. Um, I don't know if I should be thanking you or saying anything else, but you made me curious about the purple dinosaur. Not tonight, Pop. <laughs> Please, not tonight. Are you sure? So obviously, Paolo doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, but he's going to listen to the revamped Channel 14 show, Third World Gaming, featuring Critical Index, who's also... Oh, yeah. And we also have Third World Linux coming up soon, I guess. <laughs> you can do it, Maybe. Yeah. You can do it. Perhaps. And uh, don't forget, Jobber Talk is going to be With coming Martin. back Martin. this Saturday. Martin. Where I will talk about MWF Balikbayan and a certain former WWE superstar coming here to the Philippines this December for their next show. You know, that's kind of big. Um, anyway, yeah, guys. What's really weird about Bodega Nights? What? Because Bodega Nights usually doesn't have the entire spiel at the end. Wait, we just did the entire spiel? Yeah, dude, we usually just end it.